0: Five and a half is just like the... No, I'm not I Are you ready to do the podcast?
1: Okay. Is there anything I need to know before we
0: do it? Well, I should probably tell you we're recording already.
1: Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been helpful to know. 15th. Welcome to the
0: podcast. This is Garrett Hernandez, YouTube podcast.
1: You really got to work on your entries.
0: No, that was...
1: That was subpar. Entry. We'll work on it for next time.
0: <laughs> I'm here today with one of... Probably my oh, if I say my favorite guest so far, which is how I was going to introduce you, then my girlfriend might get mad.
1: That that is fair. I don't have to. My
0: second favorite guest so far, (laughs) Samantha Lovelace. Hi. Samantha, how long have we known each other?
1: God, well, at the very least since I was 12, and I don't, 2008? For a long, long, long time.
0: No, not, it couldn't possibly have been. Because we graduated in 13, or I graduated in 13. You did. And I was a sophomore in high school, so it was probably more like twenty ten.
1: Okay, that's fair. But mm-hmm. it's been twelve years minimum.
0: Yeah, more yeah. than ten, which is a long time.
1: Which is a long time.
0: A long time. In in the meantime, you have acquired many cats of, <laughs> <laughs> of different hairlines. And in as the well.
1: meantime, you've acquired many boats. Yes. So I I think I think one of us is winning here.
0: No, well, I mean, I'm the only one who had to get rescued by the Coast Guard. So.
1: True. That's fair.
0: That's fair. And you're on boats all the time, I which am. is part of why I'm interviewing you. I know. Sam, why am I interviewing you?
1: Because I have a really cool life.
0: You do have a really cool <laughs> life.
1: <laughs> no, but probably because I'm in charge of a youth program called Sea Scouts that we both grew up in.
0: Oh, that's right. Sea oh, Scouts. that's right. <laughs> yes.
1: Something we've been doing since we were 12. 12. Or 13. Well, I don't know. However, mm-hmm. however young you were when you started. How old are you now? oh god i'm 26 now and i started when i was
0: 12. i'm 28 and i started when i was like 14. yeah yeah. oh
1: my god crazy crazy crazy
0: i know i got 30 chasing me down
1: oh my god yes i don't even want to think about
0: 30. oh don't worry about it you're still 26. (laughs) thanks um let's see so what is this mysterious program called sea scouts
1: well It's very fun, I'll have you know. It's Mm -hmm. a branch of the Boy Scouts of America, but it's way, way Mm. cooler. I will start off by saying that. Mm -hmm. And they do everything that Boy Scouts do, but more and on the water. It's a lot of fun. Um, We do it all over the Bay Area. We do it um, all over the U.S. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a couple of places internationally that do it. Um, But it's a great program for kids. We take kids anywhere from 10 to 18, boy Mm -hmm. or girl. um, And they just get to have a really fun time on a boat and... You know, mm-hmm. well, every program's different, but mm-hmm. basically, the the premise of each program is to kind of learn about maritime culture and traditions and activities. So it's it's a fun way to get your kid out on the water.
0: Mm-hmm. And one of the things I definitely want to add is skills by mm-hmm. all by all skills.
1: Yes, the trade skills are the biggest thing that mm-hmm. all of these kids take from it, and mm-hmm. some of them even make a career out of it. One of oh, my kids. Say recently um mm-hmm. ethan i don't know if you remember him yes
0: i remember Ethan. he got accepted what to the maritime academy so oh, good
1: yeah so it's, it's
0: i hope he's a fan of khaki
1: <laughs> <laughs> well actually it's kind of funny that i'd say that it's because we both went to the maritime academy decided to go the school route with it <laughs> but you know for these kids a lot of them at least in my program come from you know not not the greatest Communities, but then they come to see scouts and they find a passion and then they make a career out of it Which is cool.
0: Yep, um, Sam did just allude to both of us went to the Cal Maritime Academy over in Vallejo It's a interesting Academy. You have to wear uniforms and I was a engineering major and Sam was a and Business business.
1: Yes, so I mm-hmm. went the shoreside route and you went the stay on the ship for six months route.
0: Yeah, that was silly <laughs> But you
1: loved it for a time
0: I did it for a time. The, yeah. How is the business side of things?
1: I mean, well, it's kind of funny because I didn't actually end up going into the business side of things after graduation. Mm-hmm. I went into HR, which is super bizarre for someone mm-hmm. at the academy. But um, for people who do go into it, it's really good. They do jobs shoreside. There are a lot of port agents that I know. There's there's so many opportunities to do things mm-hmm. shoreside. So interesting. Yeah, it's a very cool, very cool program to have been. To have been, what's the word for it? To have come from, I guess.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, I have heard the phrase, it's a good place to come from. It's mm-hmm. not a fun place to go to.
1: No, and you've got to <laughs> love the color khaki and yes. dig it for four years. Yes, there yeah. are
0: uniforms. Um, I don't think anybody looks good in them. I certainly tried my best. Oh, yeah. But nope.
1: Nope. It's, it's not a fashion show when you're there. You're just you mm-hmm. throwing khaki, you suck it up, and...
0: Yeah, and you, you go formation. Yep. Anyways, but who are we complaining? I'm sure someday there might be a service member listening to this, but right now it's all <laughs> my <laughs> it's all my family, anyways. Oh uh, so. yeah, mostly um, the. So you said you're in charge of Sea Scouts. Now you're in charge of a specific group of Sea Scouts, right?
1: I am. So my group is called the Albatross, mm-hmm. and we're based in Martinez, California. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got about twelve kiddos right now. Um, it's a very fun program. We've got our own base. Um, at one point, you know, we had a bigger boat that was about 65 feet, but now we're in the market for another one. Um, but that is the, one of the cool things about the program that offsets us from a lot of other programs is that a lot of our ships that are in the Bay area, they have bigger boats and we get to take kids out on them for things like what we call summer cruise for like a whole (laughs) week and a half. We take, take your kids and basically teach them what they need to know and have fun and play on the water and all sorts of really, really cool stuff.
0: Yep, I did have a fun time summer cruise. I know there's a lot of tubing involved
1: and potato guns.
0: Potato guns. (laughs) Have you had a potato gun since? I can make another one, I suppose. No,
1: please don't. (laughs) Like my my kids don't need to know what you got up to. No, it's it's summer cruise
0: physics. That is true. That Mm -hmm. is true.
1: It was it was it was fun back in the day, and it's fun watching the kids of today make those kind of memories that we made as kids, and it's Mm. it's fun, and it's a huge part of their. I think developmental, you know, Mm -hmm. needs and it's a great program.
0: And I should say thank you very much to Sam because I'm distracting her today from planning this event that's showing up.
1: He is. So we've got a really big regatta coming up Mm -hmm. and regattas for us, um, we have three every year and our season is from January to May. Um, and during this time, um, all the ships basically practice, probably about between 15 to 20 different events. Now these events can be things like, you know, naming 32 points of a compass, or taking a piloting test, or throwing a ring buoy, all of these events are related to important maritime activities.
0: Sailing and rowing. Sailing and rowing, and
1: Mm -hmm. yeah, and drill. All sorts of really cool activities, and basically, you know, we all practice it, they learn it, and then we have three big regattas that basically where all these kids get to showcase their skills and compete against one another, and obviously, you know, the better ships get what we call a clipper, which is a really good standing, and mm-hmm. the not-so-good ships get participant, which is, you know, make make of that what you will. But mm-hmm. it's a great time, and we've got our first one coming up um, in two days of this season, so...
0: Mm-hmm
1: very exciting. The first one
0: coming up is hosted at the Sea Scout base.
1: Actually, yes. So we are one of the lucky um, people who get to host a regatta. So we are the first regatta kickoff of the year. Um, so our regatta's name is Seafarers Regatta. It's hosted at our base in Martinez. Um, we're very fortunate to have this base and be able to share it with everybody once a year. So mm. it's a it's a fun event. It's a you know, it's definitely not the event for all the marbles, but it's a it's a really good way to start off the season.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, allegedly we even give out the answers to some of the questions of before.
1: <laughs> you know what? We don't we don't talk about Bruno.
0: <laughs> what do you mean, Bruno? Who's, what what? Bruno do?
1: Okay, so I mean, sorry, it's a change of subject. It's an Encanto hmm. reference.
0: No, I haven't um, seen it. No,
1: that's so sad. Moving on. No,
0: I'm just talking about I am the sailing judge this year. And yes. the kids have to take a sailing test where they identify different parts of the boat mm-hmm. and I have to give them the answers ahead of time. I'm trying to change that rule, but I've been informed it's too late. Although we did tell the regatta chairman, Kenny. That we changed the rule so it's as good as changed. Well, pretty much
1: i don't know about that you're gonna have to take it up with kenny but we'll
0: see <laughs> we'll we'll see he won't answer my text messages <laughs> he's probably I'm way more stressed that's <laughs> <less right now. laughs> oh. ah, okay i'll see him tomorrow
1: yeah there you go
0: mm-hmm. um so how did you become a Skipper adult in charge of a youth program at the age of 26? God, That's
1: a great question. Um, stupidity for one. No, 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 no not, not at all. I love this program. I'm to bleep uh, it
0: out and then it's going to sound uh, funny. People are going to wonder what you said.
1: <laughs> God, feel free to bleep it out. But um, no, it's, it's a really great program. And uh, I did it as a youth. I did it for a bit as a junior officer. Um, and at one point, my previous Skipper approached me. And he's like, hey, I, you know, I'm looking to make a move with my life. Will you take over this program? And I said, yes. And there's, you know, it's it's an absolute privilege because you get to help kids, you know, do better in life for themselves. And obviously, it's, it's fun watching kids have fun and teaching them to do voting stuff. It's mm-hmm. my, a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's a lot to it. There, you know, there's an admin side to it. Sorry, ignore the cat that's in the background. <laughs> um, there's, um, you know, there's the actual like knowing things and being able to teach side of it. There's, um, you know, boat maintenance, there's yard maintenance, there's there's so much to this program. And I think, you know, not only does it teach, you know, trade skills, but I think the most important bit is it teaches, um, you know, team building skills or like personal life skills. So this program's a lot of work and we expect a lot of the kids. and. Um, I think that's one of the cooler things that, you know, we all take away from this program. Like, it's a volunteer program, and we're mm-hmm. all happy to put in the work, but we love instilling that same, you know, what what am I trying to go for here? We want the kids to to grow up with that mindset and mm-hmm. do the same when they're my age and when i'm ready to go i want to be able to pass it off to one of them so i
0: don't like this whole concept that skippers retire you know you're supposed to die a skipper right you it's know, like a blood oath did skipper not make you take the blood oath of course not because he fucking cause cheated he, too he yeah. did
1: he didn't take the blood oath clearly mm-hmm. maybe that ended with chick russell
0: yeah that's just I supposed to stay in the program until you're old <laughs> and then stay in another 20 years you
1: know i'm okay you 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 look at the programs, who, the people who are old who have stayed, then get a little crotchety after a while. They so, do. They do. They but do. It, God God, love it. It's a lot of fun.
0: The um, Interesting. Mm-hmm. So what I will say is the coming up event is in Martinez, California, mm-hmm. which sidebar I would like to tell my friends about. Please do. Martinez is the home of John Muir. He built his house there. Um, so was Joe DiMaggio used to live there. Mm-hmm. And it's also the birthplace of martinis. That's where the martini was invented. Mm-hmm. And we have a plaque in the downtown.
1: You're welcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a very small town. It's a, you know, right by the water. Train tracks pass right through it. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. You know, it's a quiet little downtown, but fun on Friday nights and just a great city. And, you know, we're working on getting it developed and getting more people down at the marina. And yeah, but great plug.
0: And getting the marina dredged, we got to do that. Yes,
1: we would love for people to get the marina dredged. I
0: got to say, the worst thing about Martinez is probably the city council. I would love for this podcast to eventually get big enough to threaten (laughs) Martinez city council.
1: (laughs) I don't know, we'll see. We're we're hoping that the city council will do more to help Build up the marina. And, like dredge
0: it? Right. Or well, repair the seawall? Right. I mean? You know, the, mm-hmm. the
1: whole kit and caboodle. For, for us, the marina is kind of the lifeblood of what us sea scouts do. So the more that we get our word out and our name out, you know, we're hoping for more buy-in from the city to help, you mm-hmm. know, fix what keeps our program literally running.
0: Well, I think the city doesn't understand that if you fix the seawall, you won't have to dredge the marina. And then you can start getting more boats in there and mm-hmm. making money off of it. hmm well, it's, not, it's not a hard concept
1: from what I understand previous leadership down at the harbor hasn't been mm-hmm. as as great so you know we'll we'll see what the new blood brings in we'll see mm-hmm. if you know if people are willing to make this marina a roaring success and mm-hmm. you know we're we're gonna be a part of it regardless like we're we're not going anywhere we've got our sea base down there we've got our amazing sponsor the Martinez yacht club mm-hmm. who've really been showing up for us this year and been like doing amazing things for us as, as our sponsor. So, you know, the Yacht Club, the Sea Scouts, we're, we're here to stay. So we're hoping that the marina really helps, you know, move, move us forward,
0: mm-hmm. so. Yeah, no, and I should say for, for listeners of the podcast, yacht clubs tend to range from super ritzy, like the St. Francis one in San Francisco, to a, a dive bar with a boat launch. And I, I think both Martinez and Vallejo, the one I'm a member of, tend towards the latter. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I will, yeah, uh, it's it's tricky. Right now, as it stands, there's not a lot of, actually, there is not one member at our yacht club that owns and operates a boat. What? Yes. Oh,
0: I don't think that's true, because my parents became members, and they Did have a boat they? in okay, Marino, well Okay, so.
1: well, I'll say this, very few currently have a boat, and the mm-hmm. idea is to have more members, to have, you know, more, more participation with boats, and especially since we're working with them more on things, it, it's, you know... Both are the lifeblood of what we do. So,
0: and speaking of which, how goes the boat hunt?
1: We are actively working on it. We've been touring boats that have been leads for us, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's tricky. It's a tricky market right now, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's it's a very tricky thing that we're looking for. We're looking for. A very specific thing and it's kind of hard when you're trying to satisfy multiple parties but for us the ideal boat in the past has been a twin screw 75 foot you know either uh you know aluminum or steel but it's it's hard to find nice boats like that a lot of the times in the past the boats that we've been so lucky to get mm-hmm. have been donated boats from that have been used in like world war ii mm-hmm. um our first boat the tr was what was it? it was um
0: yeah i feel like we should just steal that pack
1: I would love to steal that back, but they, they completely ruined it.
0: We can just sawzall that weird thing off.
1: We probably should. Plasma cut. So for background, uh-huh. another ship, well, we, we, were, we were lucky enough to come into another boat um, during our time at the program, and so we donated our current boat to another ship that was in desperate need of it. And since then, they've made a couple of modifications that, you know, weren't cosmetically very not beautiful or functional, but, um. you know, we're we're gonna let it slide it's their boat now and yeah so
0: the i think i have heard about your plight of the boat and i think you should maybe think about dropping the twin screw requirement mm. and i will say why because twin screws are very nice but it's kind of like i'll, I'll talk to eric about it too i went from driving twin screws to driving single screws mm-hmm. uh, and twin screws are nice, but once you get used to driving s- single screw, you feel like you don't need them anymore. Really? Yeah, because you, ju- you can rotate a boat on its axis with yeah. single screw. You just have to learn a couple extra tricks. Right. So it feels like, you know, from going from automatic to stick shift, that's kind of hard because it requires more effort. But once you know stick shift, it just, like, doesn't matter anymore. Right. And that, I feel like, is the difference between single and twin screw. If you just have somebody who can show you like a couple tricks on single screw. Probably the best video I watched for driving single screws Mm -hmm. is... And the only time it even matters is when you're docking, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Yeah, docking is crucial. Yes. For that, those things. Yeah.
0: The, um... I saw a video that's a minute and 40 seconds of this guy like taking a single screw sailboat, Mm -hmm. which, um, have a harder time turning on their axis. He takes a single screw sailboat all the way to the end of a dock finger rotates it on its axis and Mm -hmm. then just comes right back out
1: it's probably more eric than me that you have to convince with that but Mm -hmm. it's you know it's right now we're actively working on getting this regatta out you know we just finished a fundraiser so after hopefully we'll have more bandwidth to kind of look at boats but you know it's it's A very interesting industry in that a lot of the times what we get donated to us is something that just completely comes randomly out of the woodworks, and Mm -hmm. and it's just pure luck that we get these kind of boats and opportunities, so, you know, wishful thinking, we're hoping something nice comes our way, but really it's, this industry is all about networking, it's about who you know, not necessarily what you know, I mean, actually it's about both, you need to know your stuff, but, you Mm -hmm. know, you also need to know people who can help you, so
0: yes yes i will say the boating community has been very nice to me i should say i mm-hmm. just had another issue with my sails after the work party update mm-hmm. uh the san francisco bay got hit with 74 mile an hour ri- winds my brand new stay sail came unfurled and took some damage so as to how it got unfurled basically uh, to be honest i didn't have the roller furler rigged correctly when Uh-oh. i left Uh <laughs> yeah so this was my fault but um sometimes you have to learn things the hard way. And I thought <laughs> I had reached an age where I was doing less of that, but so this is gonna be like an expensive fix. Fortunately, most of the sail is fine. It's just a little bit of the sail cover coming off. So I'm gonna take it to the sail loft mm-hmm. and hopefully they'll just be able to stitch it right back up for me yep. for a marginal fee.
1: I will say a prayer for you. For those of you who are <laughs> not in the boating community, you should know that boats are very expensive. They're mm-hmm. so much fun, but they're very, very expensive.
0: Unless, as we were saying before, you know people. So last time I was here for the boating weekend, I don't think I put in my episode, but I was just helping Kenny, who I was trying to raise his blood pressure a little bit earlier. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's because I like him. And it's already I,
1: probably very high. <laughs> no need to spike it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did. All, he's probably doing the same thing. I bet that's why he's not responding to the text messages. Probably. I bet he's kicking back right now. Yeah. I'm not even worried. I hope so. The... Um, But the point is, is so I went to help him remove a motor from his boat, which is a 45 foot catch called um, the Windward Spirit, which I get messed up, mixed up with the Wayward Wind, which is a boat I used to race on Vallejo Yacht Club. Shout out to Fred Wonstief, great guy. Mm -hmm. Taught me how to sail. Um... What was the point? Oh, yes. It helps <laughs> to have friends because I helped Kenny with that. Kenny came to help me rig my sail before. My girlfriend came to help me finish that job. Um, and then I'm going to the Sea Scouts to help you guys this yes. weekend. And a lot
1: of back scratching. Yes. But like, it's because we're all friends. We're all a very tight-knit community mm-hmm. and just here to help out in any capacity.
0: Well, that's the only way it can get done. Right, on, truly. Yeah.
1: Especially if you have a bigger boat, more hands make lighter work, and especially with things that are too big for one person to deal with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, oh, what I was getting to is our mutual friend, John Menop, who mm-hmm. was an officer when we were in the program, uh, is coming to help me take the sail to mm-hmm. the sail off tomorrow because I don't have a truck. And it's pretty big. So. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Much appreciated. He's even a daddy right now, too. New daddy. So. I know. Good for him. Shout out to the, the child. <laughs>
1: <laughs> shout out to the child that will listen to this in what is it 20 years
0: i, I doubt it well no
1: probably like 13
0: well you're gonna be a skipper in like 13 oh, years God. and then <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you'll be 36 you'll be 39 you won't even be 40 yet there we it'll go. be fine
1: okay all right fine if she listens to this we're 40 then there we go then there i can go. pass the hat off
0: so tomorrow, I wonder if I should bring this tomorrow and just interview some random scouts. But I forgot my windscreen. I have a windscreen that goes over. What
1: that. what does the windscreen do? So,
0: like, see this piece? This is that's why I think, oh, I should say TSA almost yeah. didn't let me through security with my with my podcast equipment, my little zoom recorder. Mm-hmm. It's got these two little microphones here and here which aren't on right now, so this shouldn't be making noise for the audience. Um, and there's a screen that goes over this so that when you say a word that starts with a T or a P or like it doesn't do anything because the mics we have clipped to our chest yeah. have these little like things, but these mics are bare. So if you do that, it'll like spike the volume real quick. Yeah. It'll get like this popping noise on the recording. Right. So, um, but who knows, maybe I'll just try interviewing some people see what happens. But yeah, they almost didn't let me through OTS. and by the way. I don't know if you know this, TSA was supposed to be a temporary agency. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't supposed to be a permanent thing. And I also encourage everybody out there to be very kind to anybody in a service sector. You should be. But there is one group of people that I go out of my way to make their day a little bit worse. And it's TSA agents.
1: Ouch.
0: He asked me um, what this thing was for. And I was like, it's for recording audio and he's like what's what sort of audio what kind i was like sound waves in the air what do you mean what kind of audio it's fucking you should audio. should have record. told him
1: like whale whale noises,
0: <laughs> whale noises. <laughs> just
1: like spin a story
0: no i thought about that <laughs> um but yeah the i don't like tsa they almost didn't let me with my audio equipment but it's fine now and maybe i'll record some stuff for at the regatta which is going to go, oh, what's the weather supposed to be like anyways?
1: For now, knock on wood, it's going to be just a little bit chilly and no rain. So mm-hmm. we're, we're doing the rain dance. We are crossing fingers and toes that it does not rain. Because even if it does, ski scouts, we're not afraid of the water. We do this rain or shine. Um, so the event will continue no matter what, but it's much easier to do when it's not raining.
0: Yep, that's why I brought my raincoat. So that.
1: That's very smart. Yeah. I need to. I need to pack a raincoat or buy one, like a good one.
0: What do you mean, pack?
1: Oh well, I'm not coming back here after. Um. The, like tomorrow when I leave, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be back until like Sunday morning.
0: Yeah, pack yeah. a good raincoat.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. For sure.
0: Good places to get them are West Marine.
1: Oh. Hmm. Well, maybe if I have time. Get but, like
0: a foley jacket. But
1: tomorrow, I am I am anchored to our base to mm-hmm. get things all ship shape for the regatta.
0: Has somebody mowed the lawn?
1: Yes, the row club has.
0: Oh wow! So we,
1: we've got friends in high and low places, and one of the friends that we have is our row club, who also uses the yard, mm-hmm. um, which is you know it's you know tit for tat. It's their You know, we're helping them out. They're helping us out. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes our kids go out and row with them. And so, yes, they are very kind. And one of the things that they do for us is they take care of the yard Mm -hmm. and the alarm system, I will add.
0: Oh, yeah. Do we have cameras yet?
1: We do not have cameras.
0: How do we not have cameras yet? Well, you know,
1: at one point, like three months ago, we were a a very poor program. But Mm -hmm. thanks to our new committee chairs, we're actually doing pretty good. Got 14K in the bank. Mm -hmm. We're doing swell nice 400 to 40 14k is pretty amazing in three months yeah
0: yeah yeah um Moving mountains. i have heard i guess we're talking about process kenny apparently apparently like 10 to 12k is about what it takes to run like a sea scout program every year
1: that sounds about right although mm-hmm. if you're a sea scout program that has I don't want to sound cocky, but if you have more resources like a base like we do, we're very fortunate in that Mm -hmm. there's, there's upkeep and you know, there, there are operating costs. Mm -hmm. So, um, there's a, you know, and especially with a boat, with a boat, you have to pay registration, insurance, property taxes. You have to put fuel in it.
0: Property taxes. For some boats you do. Yeah. I know San Francisco tries to charge you. That's why I'm trying to have my boat out of here before tax season comes around next time.
1: Yes. So it's, you know, there's not just the maintenance cost that goes mm-hmm. into the boats. It's the, it's the whole gambit. So it's one of, just one of the many things we have to think about when fundraising and making mm-hmm. money. It's like, okay, how much do we allocate to boat? How much do we allocate to program? Mm-hmm. How much do we allocate to blah, blah, blah? Like, you know, everything has its own thing. Um, so lots of things that for us to think about that we're working on. Right. But now, now, now we've got money to swim with, which is great. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, that is one of the challenges that a lot of ships are having with like retention, with money, it's, mm-hmm. it's all because of COVID, but we're, our numbers are going up, so we're getting there.
0: Well, yeah, COVID was basically a thing for like two years, which is like half a high school career, which is most of the kids tend to be high school age. So that's Mm. like half a Sea Scout career as well. So it really messes with your crew.
1: It does. Mm -hmm. And it did for us, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're we're in the rebuild phase right now. We're trying to get new kids and trying to train them. And, you know, it's it's a whole it's a whole thing.
0: Well, it's funny to think that Ethan's already going to college. Shout he out to Ethan. He is
1: up this upcoming mm-hmm. upcoming year. Very proud of him. Yeah, he I worked very that. hard to get small. into that college. He's very passionate about what he does, and it's all because of Scouts. Like he wouldn't, he would not have gone to that school without Scouts, and neither you mm-hmm. nor I would have either.
0: Yeah, no, that's so true. So it's, it's it's kind of amazing, true.
1: like the doors that open when you do things mm-hmm. like Sea Scouts, and um, you know, I think it's a great program for kids. It was for me. It was a very formative.
0: Do you mind adjusting your mic a little bit like moving it closer to your... Sure. Because I, I see it's facing me a little bit.
1: I'm never gonna get this right. So before we were on this call, call, podcast? Yeah, call. podcast. tomato, tomato. Um, it took me a good like five minutes to figure out this mic situation and oh, Garrett was not very happy with how, is this better now?
0: Looks, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you have to put this on. <laughs>
0: I should You're I should like, try yeah. and, like, I think I should get, like, a set of headphones that I bring with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I have them for my home, for, like, a home setup. But, you know, when I'm on the go, I kind of just skip that part. Right, yeah. right. It's harder. Yeah, just hope for the best. So, let's see. What was your favorite part of Sea Scouts when, when you were a child in oh the program? My
1: gosh, my favorite part. God, all of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's such a cliche answer, but I loved it. Like, mm-hmm. I loved... Not being at home, I loved being there. It was my it was my home away from home. Um, <laughs> Regatta seasons was definitely the funnest, and summer cruise. Those were probably the two highlights of the year. Yeah, but even I agree. things such as like work projects or cleaning around the base, it was just always fun because I was with my friends. And I it, and I find it's the it's very much the same for this generation. Like we we recently went on a trash run, and I don't I don't like think in your mind. Whenever you go on a trash run, it doesn't make you smile, it doesn't make you happy. But these kids, they were doing a trash run together at the base and they were just smiling and giggling and it's just the camaraderie of it so when I say I love the whole thing I meant it it was just so fun well it's fun it if you
0: get to throw the trash bags pretty far which <laughs> I imagine is true what they when, were doing when they
1: get to eat it into yeah. the bin but you know it's it's a lot of fun I think regattas and summer Cruise are definitely the highlight um, it's definitely when you really really band together mm-hmm. with your peers and that's another thing is getting to be friends with people who you normally wouldn't be friends with outside of Scouts. Like, when you're right. at Sea scouts you have no choice but to interact with these, you uh, know, teenagers of different backgrounds, ages, and it's, it's so interesting mm-hmm. how, you know, you take people from random places and put them together and they make a team. And, you know, they make it happen, so it's really cool.
0: Yeah, I agree. I liked the regattas. And also summer crews, but regattas I liked a lot. Yeah. Regattas are kind of like, I think we haven't talked about the competitive nature of them. Very. I I know Sam talked about how the best ships get clipper, and that's what we used to get. And Mm. the worst ships get participant. Well, at
1: one point, our ship got participant. Yes. Did You were not a part of us then. And then I joined. And then (laughs) then Garrett joined, and then we were doing much better.
0: (laughs) I'm just kidding. It it just made everybody want to do better. I was technically part of the crew when we got Catboat. They just didn't let me compete right then because I joined like two weeks before. Right. Or something.
1: Which is fair. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, um, but yes, I do like the competitive nature mm-hmm. of it because, you know, there's the sailing, the rowing, the first aid, the, mm-hmm. the throwing of the heaving line, which I only got hit in the back of the head one time,
1: mm-hmm. which is
0: really one time too many for that sort of That's thing. That's fair. Yeah.
1: For background, it's like a, what is it, like a five pound ball of.
0: It's got to be heavier steel. than that. It's like, it's a it's, lead weight the size of your fist wrapped yeah. in a rope. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's
1: pretty, uh, not fun to get knocked into the back of your head. Um, okay, mm-hmm. so pick your favorite event and tell us about it.
0: Event like my favorite regatta or my favorite event at a regatta?
1: Favorite event at a regatta
0: at a regatta
1: we all know what the favorite regatta is and I know it's not ours but that's okay <laughs> no it's ours what
0: are you talking about Sea <laughs> is the favorite regatta AMR is the most prestigious of sorts it's Right, the last one but mm-hmm. um, and it used to be held on the Hornet
1: it did in Alameda
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, which wasn't why did that go away
1: I think money reasons there was another person um, that was looking at that same exact weekend and mm. they you know they had more money than we did we're not a very wealthy program and we don't overcharge so yeah it was money and it was and from yeah well know. we
0: should see if that was that like a one-year thing that that person wanted to or do they want it every I think year
1: it came to a point where it was costing us so much money on the hornet that we were able to find a cheaper deal with the california maritime academy where we both went and um, mm-hmm. it's just been more sustainable for us to do it from there right so you know, it's tricky. Um, I'm also, yay for me, on the AMR committee, which is the third big regatta of the year. And they, they talk about this in length, about just kind of budgeting and money. And it's very important to them that they keep the costs down for all the kids and...
0: Well, you know, I just got an idea. It does suck that AMR isn't at the Hornet anymore, yeah. but you could still take the kids to the Hornet for a weekend Absolutely, or for to a field the Jeremiah O'Brien, which is now right here.
1: Well, I don't know if you remember Steve Johnson, who was kind of participating in our program a bit when we were youth. But Wasn't he's- he really tall? Very tall, yeah, yes. Okay, um, he is affiliated with the um, US Coast Guard Auxiliary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's going to help us with the boating class coming up in September. Um, but he used to do tour- tours on the Hornet. So I've slated to get his help doing a grand tour um, sometime this year. We haven't scheduled anything yet, but he's good. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's yeah. going to be really fun for the kids to go and see it.
0: Honestly, that makes sense. If we can take them to like a corn maze, we should be able to take them oh, to something absolutely. like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Our
1: whole our <laughs> whole point is when we do take them on to field trips, if you will, mm-hmm. to take it them um, Like, to take them on things that are maritime related. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it's the aquarium, the aquarium also has a maritime piece to it. It's about, Mm -hmm. you know, sustainability. It's about our environment, which is a very important part of what we do. Granted, it's definitely not in the forefront of what we do, but it's important. Mm -hmm. It's all about the water, and everything we do is water related. But yes, Mm -hmm. it should, obviously, every time we go on a field trip, something has to be related to what we do. Right. So...
0: I mean, it's very important. It's important not, it's, so like environmental stuff, I think in, in boating is, is less proactive. Although we That's have true. like done a few cleanups. True. It's less proactive and more like don't put oil in the water, mm-hmm. which is the biggest no-no of all time.
1: Right, certainly is.
0: Um, I, there's a little, if I can digress a second, there's a little story about the San Francisco Bay Area that we're in. About um, you know, in the '70s and '80s, this this area was very very dirty because yeah. there were less laws on the books about I stuff like that. Believe it. And the harbor porpoises, they're like this small, like think of a mini dolphin. They left the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, their lifespan is only like ten to thirteen years. Mm-hmm. So within a couple of generations, they forgot where the mouth of the Bay was.
1: Mm-hmm. They're back, the
0: porpoises. They're back. They came back in 2013 because <laughs> <They're like>, ah. <laughs> they found the mouth of the bay and the yeah. water's clean. So now, if you're sailing on the San Francisco Bay, you might get lucky and see some harbor porpoises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it, it is important to care about the environment and stuff like that. Yes.
1: It's a very important mm. piece of what we do. We're very particular about what we do with our trash when we're out at sea and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. The um, as far as my favorite event in the program goes, though, looking back at it, I actually think my favorite one was flotilla.
1: Really? Yes. That is surprising. Why?
0: Because you get to row a boat really hard, <laughs> <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> or you get to give. Comm- I I was a flotilla coxswain for once. I think was it for once or for I think I don't know so. Was that the year we broke an oar? I think...
1: It probably was the year we broke an oar.
0: No, because I remember that. I was sitting... I think Kat was the coxswain for that one, because I was sitting behind Jessica when Mm -hmm. that happened, because she got it um, stuck against the Hornet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, good times. Good times. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Flotilla's probably my favorite event. That's when you, like, row a boat really hard, and... They do pulling boat races. Pulling boat races, I think, so, is so my Fultilla favorite So, flotilla and pulling
1: boat races are completely different. Pulling yeah, boat yeah, is like, boat. pull ass and get, you know, get to the, your destination mm-hmm. as quickly as possible. Flotilla is more about precision. It's about executing very precise commands mm-hmm. correctly and doing it all in unison. So, it's kind of like drill, but on the water, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. Surprised, like... Like Drill or breaches Buoy isn't your favorite.
0: Breachers Buoy maybe, but Drill, no.
1: No. no.
0: I did that out of a necessity mm, and okay. like a competitive spirit. Yes. But it wasn't like my favorite thing to do. Yeah. You know?
1: Did you hear our kids got into Drill Off last year? I did not. They placed second.
0: Wow. Yeah. Did they the they Tiki were... 2 win again?
1: So actually we were <laughs> we were combined with the Tiki 2 last year. Oh. We were. So Tiki 2 and Tross um second place in drill off Mm -hmm. and we were a half a point away from winning and who won i think it was the oh gosh don't don't quote me on this i think it was the morning star combined with the griffin i could be wrong though don't quote me on it yeah there are a lot of there is a lot of really good ships down there but i'm very proud because our kids within a span of two months went from not doing wallet drill at all to doing it really well
0: well, you had the Tiki Two with you, so we I hope did. That That's you, you learned know, some Tiki Two secrets or whatever. A
1: couple of them. We might mm-hmm. be combining with them this year. We'll have to see.
0: Oh, best of luck! I yes. miss that boat a lot. Talk about. A boat. I that know. Was super Talk cool. about
1: a great boat that had mm-hmm. to go.
0: What do you mean that had to go? Well, I, I don't agree with any of this. Had to blah well, blah blah. Well, ch-
1: Garrett, I don't think you understand how expensive it is for the upkeep and the maintenance of a boat in Scouts.
0: Well, I know it's, how expensive it is for the upkeep and the maintenance of a boat. Exactly. I got my own 65 footer. Now
1: imagine a big boat that has like, you know, $3,000 insurance minimum and then registration and then mm. fuel and then, you know, on top of that, there's just maintenance and potentially property taxes. It's a lot of money and, you know, we well, don't make a lot
0: of profit It shouldn't be, you know, property taxes on a non-profit.
1: They do. I've looked
0: into it. Yeah, I feel like we need to get a good tax person involved.
1: Yes, that would be ideal. We yes. uh, we just started our own new nonprofit, so we're doing pretty well. We've been fundraising, we've been soliciting donations, mm-hmm. we've been doing really well. But you know, it takes it takes a lot of work to get to where we are, and it, like it's, and it's not something like oh, you can just take a break and it'll be fine. You mm-hmm. have to keep working on it to make money and. It's a hustle. It is one hundred percent a hustle, but it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. and totally worth it for the kids. So,
0: so which one is your favorite kid right now? <laughs> <laughs> I can
1: neither confirm or deny. No, uh, they're all like, like a mother. They're all favorite <laughs> and special in their own ways. Awesome. Special is a word for it. They're um they're they're really good kids, and it's it's so interesting to. see see them and remember how we were at their age mm-hmm. and in comparison it's it's very humbling but they are, they are they are 10 times smarter than we were
0: don't you even but
1: but but they're very different on the common sense realm and their mm-hmm. things are just com- like completely different between the two generations like our generation had more drive uh but their generation's like I guess more well behaved. It's <laughs> it, there's so many like differences between the two, and it's it's just it's fun to see. It's fun to compare. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we're we're not we're not we're not the same kids at all. Um, but they're very smart. It's just wild. So they're good kids.
0: Cool. So who do you think is going to win the Sportsman Award at the event
1: at SeaFairs? Mm-hmm. Okay, I will tell you. I think it's going to be the Sea Fox, and I think it's because there's Skipper Kenny really instills the you know be polite you know be a good sportsman mm-hmm. like it, i think i think the way that their skipper teaches them to do things mm-hmm. is what makes them one of the better ones and Traditionally, usually, it's an all-female ship that gets sportsmanship, like the Tiki Two, for example, mm. or the Odyssey, or the Tradewind. Usually, those are like the usual go-tos, um, but those ships are rebuilding right now, and last year, Seafox won sportsmanship, and Kenny's doing great on kids, so I think they're going to, I think they're going to clinch it again. Gotcha. I would love to say mine, but...
0: Do, you, uh, do we have like an overall winner at Seafarers?
1: No, we don't. So we have, I mean, we, we do and we don't.
0: We have but like a top scoring or something. We do right? have
1: the top scores for the regatta, but I don't think we generally announce those. We used to back in our day, but we haven't oh. for the last couple of years.
0: Well, let's announce them.
1: Well, you should talk to the chairman of the regatta, Kenny Shoup, who you will be seeing tomorrow.
0: Well, let's tell him we've altered. <laughs> I,
1: you, by all means, Kenny is running the show tomorrow.
0: I feel like that's probably not even in the manual.
1: Well... What do you mean in the manual?
0: Well, you know how there's the regatta manual or whatever that gets released, and so right. you can't, like, change yeah. things after it's, that or whatever?
1: Yeah, it's probably Allegedly. not in the gar- regatta packet how yeah. how we... I mean, it's up to us. It's up to the, the seafarers committee how we want to do scoring, mm-hmm. so... But this year, Kenny's in charge. Next year, I get to take over.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I'm, I'm a little bit more on the competitive side when it comes to these events, so... No. I have have. no
1: idea. (laughs) (laughs) No way. (laughs) So surprising.
0: It's not about winning or losing. (laughs) If you want to lose,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you would like Skipper Jim West. He is very about winning and doing well. You would like his mentality.
0: Well, Skipper West is cool. He just tends to mess with me. No, not like. He's he's a good guy. He's very. I like I like Mm Wes.
1: He's, he's very knowledgeable. He knows what he's talking about. Very
0: much his way, though.
1: Yes, it is, it is his way or the highway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, you know, not a bad thing, but something to work with and work on.
0: Okay, so who is going to win the, the whole for all the marbles tomorrow? Tomorrow? Mm-hmm.
1: You mean Saturday?
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know who's going to win all the marbles. Probably. You know probably the the sea Fox or albatross. the Terrapin. I would like to say the albatross, mm-hmm. but they're a little green right now. Mm-hmm. so we're we're working on getting them all trained and up to snuff. We've had a little bit of turnover, so we're figuring it all out just like all the other ships are.
0: Well, I'm sure it will go great. I think we're about ready to wrap this up, but Sam, do you have anything else to say about Sea Scouts or yourself?
1: <laughs> Gosh. It's just a great program. If you have a kid who's at <laughs> home that should be outside and doing fun stuff, bring them to your local Sea Scout ship. Mm-hmm. Most ships will take you from 12 to 18, and it's just a great way for the kid to spend their day, mm-hmm. spend their time. It's a lot of fun. So
0: I agree. and I, I would like to emphasize that what Sam said earlier about like, oh, well, we probably wouldn't have gone to the Maritime Academy or colleges. It's totally true.
1: It's true. It opens up doors. Mm-hmm. It really does. Um, and I see it every day with these kids. It, it, it mm-hmm. opens up so many opportunities. So yeah, very well worth it. Um, it definitely put Garrett and I on the path that we're both on today. So mm-hmm. very yeah. grateful that, you know, got to meet each other in Scouts and you know, got our life started there. Really. Like that's where life started for me at least.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I would agree. Um, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have gone to college without Scouts. Um, Sam, I'm sure would have gone to college. (laughs) I just wouldn't have known where. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's a very good program, and you know, it, it might not be the thing for every kid, but what I like to encourage the youths out there is to just try things. You never know which ones are going to be your thing. Um, for me, it happened to be boats, and you know, if you go and try boats and it's not your thing, then well, at least you tried it, but it might be your thing, so try That's
1: boats. Fun. Lots of fun.
0: All right, um, well, I think I'm going to keep hanging out with Sam for a little bit off the mic, but I've got her for full... 45 minute interview was that for a full
1: 45 wow you got what you wanted. i'm like only 15 minutes but get me talking and man
0: well thanks sam i'll see you for the next few days and the weekend
1: yeah peace out see scout
0: all right bye bye how was that podcast that was sam lovelace old friend i adore her greatly thank you so much for feeding me and uh For the great Sea Scouts regatta, we just had seafarers this past weekend. So I would like to tell all of you, um, if you know a young person who is in need of of some sort of extracurricular, I highly recommend Sea Scouts, especially if they don't know if they like boats or not. And then as far as um, other end-of-podcast things, please subscribe. It'll help me out a lot in the algorithm. Maybe some people will start listening. And uh, if anybody has any questions about the podcast, you can email me at garrett g-a-r-r-e-t-t at heave 2 h-e-a-v-e-t-o podcast.com heave2podcast.com um, so those are the big things i also thought it would be nice to end the podcast with a little bit of gratitude because um maintaining a practice of gratitude is something that helps me and I hope it helps you as well. Uh, You can take it from a religious perspective and include it with your prayers or uh, a secular perspective and just um, think about what you're grateful for. Either way, it'll find you, it'll give you some great benefits. So um, three things I'm grateful for today are first of all, my family and friends who've been very supportive of me making this podcast. Um, Two, I'm grateful for uh, this heater because it's a cold out there and not everybody has a heater to keep them warm in the evening and three i'm grateful for my full belly i just cooked myself a great dinner of steak and spinach which, as far as i'm concerned are the two major food groups so hope you all have things to be grateful for take care good night